Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the WFNY Cornercast, a podcast that takes an in-depth look at the Cleveland Guardians baseball team and farm system. Presented to you by the waitingfornextyear.com network of podcasts. Here are Gerbs, Mitch, and Ethan. Welcome to the WFNY Cornercast, brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network and part of the Waiting for Next Year community. I am your host, Joe Gerbs Gerberry. You are going to hear this on the last day of June, the 30th. And I am joined tonight by Dr. Mitch. Uh, Dr. Mitch, you are in a, in a getup tonight. It is lovely for me. Uh, you said you were on a, a, a riverboat cruise with your uh, your med school uh, friends there. And you were wide open neck. You got the yellow. Uh, what was the loathing and... Uh, Fear and loathing. Fear and loathing. That's, yeah. that, that's what the sunglasses are giving me right now. I heard that. Uh, someone someone mentioned that as a possible um, like look for me. Yeah. Other options were '80s drug dealer. Okay. And a big time movie producer with like shady connections. A hundred percent. You look like a Miami Vice like villain of the week. Yeah. No. I mean. I'm not gonna. It was a, so the the theme of the riverboat cruise was mobsters and lobsters. The fantastic. And, yeah, but I of course was not going to make the commitment necessary to dress as a lobster, and right. therefore decided to go as something mob related. And right. uh, you know, this is mostly stuff that I own, so just thought I would give it a shot. Um, yeah, I think I pulled it off. I got the hair. Of- the hair helps too. You got the like the uh, Jason Bateman locks right now. It's great. <laughs> I you know what I've compared it to Jason Bateman. I think it uh, is, it's a good I, it's a good comparison. It is a good comparison. Um I recently this is way off we're already off the rails. Uh I recently I have been told that I need to listen to the Smartless podcast. I have not listened to it before, but it's Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and uh Sean Hayes and they did a uh documentary style thing of their tour that they did. Um, and it's on Max, hmm. uh, and it is a there's like a couple episodes, but it's like it was really good. And I, and as soon as you got on the, the uh, camera, I was like, Oh wow, you look like Jason Bateman. And that was like, Actually, I that was just where I went. So, being compared to any like person who makes a living showing their face on television is like a pretty good compliment. So, Absolutely. thank you very much, Gers. Absolutely. And while we're feeling good, you can also look good. Not quite to the the look of of Mitch here and with the uh, wide open and the wide open sh- the collar and the uh, the necklace. But you can find your Breaking Tea shirts at breakingtea.com backslash WFNY, and that will take you to the Cleveland collection. Uh, they haven't updated anything recently, but they do still have the Jose Slide shirt in there uh maybe we'll get one today of his uh stealing home uh 
They have the uh, the land uh, shirt and a whole bunch of other things. I'm sure they're going to be coming out with some new ones. Once the Donovan 70. Mitchell Cleveland Spiders is pretty cool. The, 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 the 71 Spider is cool. I do like the Cleveland Spiders as well. That one, if I if I was going to get a Cavs shirt, I almost think I got that one last year. Of course, now we have to like wait and see if he's going to get dealt in the once the uh, season starts. I doubt it, but you know you have to wait. Never nonetheless. But uh, one thing there is no doubt of: uh, your Cleveland Guardians are going into Chicago uh, in first place. So they, uh, despite the fact that they lost today. Um, Minnesota did not play, which means that Cleveland is up by a half game in the AL Central. Uh, how do you feel about that, Mitch? First Just a quick correction. I think they're tied right now with the Twins. Is that how it goes? I, so yeah. I saw today somebody early this morning said, no matter what happens today, they still are in first. And they are. They're tied. And they are. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, you know, I mean, like the fact that we haven't really seen this team really click and they're in first place, people get upset or, you know, that the division constantly gets talked about and it should like the guardians are not a playoff sure. team in most divisions in history, but someone's got to win the division. And, um, you know, I'm not upset if it's the guardians. Why would I be? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you, you can't, I, I agree with the premise, like you got to play who you play, and and those kinds of things. But I, it does, it does sour it to me when you look around the, uh, the league and see that you know, if you were in any other division, you'd be in last almost. You know, like AL East, NL East. You're, you know, it, I don't know. It just, it's a little, it's a little stinks a little bit, but it also. That's what happens sometimes. Yeah, take your wins where you can get them. Absolutely. You know, in some years, maybe in fifteen years, the AL Central will be the best, and the Guardians will finish in fourth place with ninety wins, and we can remember this moment when we were winning on July or June 29th with a thirty-nine and forty-one record, or whatever right. it is. Yes, when the Royals have gone through their third rebuild, and the Tigers are on their second one. Yeah, that's right. And uh, the White Sox are finally realizing some of the prospects they're going to get when they trade away Eloy and Tim Anderson. It's you know there have to be good teams in this division eventually, right? You would think. Yeah, they're all trying to win. Law of large numbers would say that Cleveland can't keep doing this. You know. Yeah. But agreed. Anyway, let's get to some news and notes. Uh, most recent roster. Roster, not Rockter, roster stuff. Uh, Logan Allen got sent down today. They brought up Michael Kelly for the day. Um, this is likely going to be Michael Kelly's one day on the roster uh, because Cal Quantrill is going to be back, um, activated from the IL for Friday's start against the Cubs. Um, the Logan Allen getting sent down... Um, has the feel of an innings counter uh, on it more so because he just pitched the day before he pitched yesterday on uh, Wednesday, since we're recording this on Thursday, he pitched on Wednesday, got sent down on Thursday. Um, He would pitch only once in Columbus. If he actually was going to pitch before needing to get called back up. Um, 
it remains to be seen if, if he actually will pitch in Columbus. He could just be sent down to, you know, give a little bit of breathing room for some innings, make sure that he doesn't hit that ceiling. Um, it's yeah. also possible. He hasn't, he also hasn't pitched that well last week. Yesterday he only went three and two thirds. Um, he did only give up like three hits, struck out a few, uh, struck out, I think five plus guys yesterday. So he, he's, he's just getting into situations where he's not able to put guys away, wasting pitches on nibbling around the corners. So um, there is, you know, reason here for sending him down. Uh, what do you think about uh, Logan uh, T. Allen getting sent down to Columbus? Yeah, I mean, I think all of your points are valid. I think the fact that it worked out in this way in the rotation makes sense. You know, when he's eligible to come back up, he it, it will be his turn in the rotation again, and he can pitch the next time, so he could only miss one start. Um, yeah, but he's also, as you pointed out, has not been pitching uh, as well as we had seen before. Namely, his command has been down. Um, in his last three starts, he's walking uh, 17.6% of batters he faces, which, you know, almost one in five, one in five and a little bit. It's like, that's a lot of walks for a guy who we were, you know, kind of thinking was a command leaning pitcher. So in a per nine basis, that's 7.6 per nine. So just not what you want. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I think he goes down there probably partially to figure out whatever uh, physical, you know, mechanics issues ailing him. But, um, you know, I think I think it is probably just as much a convenience thing as anything else um, and an innings thing as well. Um, yeah, we, we don't know how they're going to handle this season. So it's just, you know, worth keeping an eye on. Could be Tanner Bybee in one month, something similar. Right, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's possible that they could be swapping places, you know. Um, yeah, just they have six starters. They have starters that need to uh, kind of stay below a certain amount of innings or pitches thrown, and so it kind of makes sense to ration them over the course of time. Right. Uh, the other roster move, as I said, uh, tomorrow Cal Quantrill is going to be making his return from the I.L., um, I grossly over uh, overestimated what he was going to be doing in Columbus. Um, he only ended up having the one rehab start. I thought he was going to throw at least two, maybe three, uh, before being activated. He pitched on Monday in Akron. Um, I believe it was Monday. What was it, Sunday or Monday? I don't remember. Anyway, one of those days. I think it was actually Sunday. By It would be Sunday by way of days. Um but he only pit he only threw 58 pitches. He made it through five innings in those 58 pitches, which is really great. Um, so I got a couple guys, walked one, only gave up three hits. Uh, it, it was a double A lineup that he pitched against, so that might have helped a little bit of the uh, the effort getting through five. But uh, they obviously saw what they liked enough out of Cal to get him activated. Uh, he seems to be up. Um, I would have liked to see a six-man rotation. I know you would have liked to see a six-man rotation. Bodie uh, on our Discord has been, you know, bemoaning a six-man rotation for a long time. It would have been uh, a, a good idea to keep your best starters in by way of Bybee and Logan Allen and those. Uh, but what are you expecting out of Cal 
uh, for at least this next month. I don't want to say rest of season, but what do you what do you what do you think is chances are here? I mean, I never know what to expect of Cal because he has always sort of gotten guys out through what seems to me to be like smoke and mirrors. It seems like guys hit him hard, but it's always a warning track fly ball. And I always, you know, we have kind of like a running gag on this podcast about, uh, you know, our bet last year on Cal Quantrill, which I lost because he was effective, even if it doesn't quite make sense why. Every time Cal Quantrill starts, I'm like, you know, is this the time he finally gets shelled? And he hasn't been great this year, but, um, you know, he hasn't been awful. Um, I don't know. He's definitely been worse this year than he has been in past years. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's not going to go the best for him. I like Cal Quantrill, the person. He seems like a good guy. I have nothing against him. I just don't really understand how he gets guys out. Yeah. He, not being a... Not being a strikeout guy and not being a contact pitcher on this team, it seems a little bit, you know, kind of, yeah, he, misplaced. He, but, he doesn't you know. get he doesn't get that many ground balls. Right, he, uh, doesn't get strikeouts at all, um, and he his fly balls aren't homers. I mean, he that should change. Like he should give up more homers. That, but uh, you know, so far in his career, he hasn't, and uh, I guess that's kudos to him. But. I will probably always count him out. Even he'll be like he'll be like Jamie Moyer, age forty-eight. I'm just like this is the year that Cal Quantrill doesn't make it. This is when his arm falls off. <laughs> yeah, Awful. that's what I that's what I predict is that I am counting Cal Quantrill out until he is pitching in the major leagues at age forty-eight years old. And I don't mind that. I'm I'd be okay with it. It's probably not going to be the Guardians jersey, but you know, Jamie Moyer pitched for what like fifteen teams. Yeah. No, to be clear, this isn't going to happen. I don't think this is going to happen. But with my luck. No, but now I want to know how many teams did Jamie Moore pitch for? That's a great question. I mean, he pitched for like 25 years. I feel like he was pitching for quite a few years in my memory. And, you know, I start remembering baseball in like kind of the 2001, 2002 range. Yeah. He played for one, two, three, four, five five, six, seven, eight. eight teams over 26, 25 years. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Pitched, last pitched in 2012 for Colorado. He was 49. That's just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good, good for him. He has given, you know, up, the most, when you get a, he has given up the most home runs in Major League Baseball history. That sounds right. I mean, pitch for that long, you know. Right. He started, he started his Major League career the year before I was the year after I was born. That's crazy. And pitched until four years four years before I was married. Three years or before is, I was married. Is everyone like who who's older than you in the majors? Uh there's a couple people. Yeah. Uh I know Miggy, definitely. Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz. Possibly is I always forget it. I always forget how old JD Martinez is. I don't think he's that old. How old are you? I'm 37. Okay. JD Martinez and you are probably around the same age. I right. feel like you got, you're at the point where you have to start rooting for these guys to keep playing. So you're, oh, a thousand percent I am. For life. A thousand percent I am. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting to that point. Like the players who are my age, I'm like keenly, you know, kind of in tune on them. Like, you know, Francisco Lindor is like six months older than me. So it's like, 
you know, when Francisco Lindor retires, that is when it is going to be, ugh, I'm washed. I'm already washed, but I will be extremely washed when Francisco Lindor retires. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I, 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 I very much feel that. I, it's one of those, like, uh, you know, I, I wake up like, oh, I'm feeling great. And then you get on, you're like, oh, the the oldest man in the league is the same age as me. And what a Marvel, mar- you know, uh, medical miracle he is lebron you know there's lebron is the same age as me and it's like he's aged he's he's washed he's old like he should retire i'm like oh no <laughs> that's not good i don't want that but <laughs> yeah no and, and if it makes you feel any better gerbs lebron is, is is a much better athlete than you oh yeah no 100 100 without a doubt i can i can i don't even know that i can do the silencer right yeah. Like I don't know that I could do the like celebration the correct way. But. So you you have a uh, Bo Naylor's last seven games. Uh, I do because he hit his first home run this. But, but I want to highlight someone else um, statistically who's absolutely more impressive. Um, so hold on, let me see if he's more impressive over his last fourteen games or his last thirty games. Okay, his last thirty games are more impressive. So. Jose Ramirez in his last 30 games is batting 343, 402, 648, which is good for a 184 WRC plus. He's been with 1.8 war. This is over 25 games, excuse me, last 30 calendar days. He has seven homers, scored 24 runs. Jose Ramirez, been incredible. Um, you know, he hasn't like been doing his patented like home run line drive down the line other than that grand slam he hit um, in yesterday, Wednesday's game. Um, But Jose Ramirez has just been like the superstar that we all knew he's been uh, for the last 30 days, but it's somehow been quiet. Somehow like hasn't really been noticed. Um, So kudos to you, Jose Ramirez. Um, You've been swell. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's been, he he is one of the reasons, the big reasons why the team has surged to be in first place, along with Josh Naylor and and uh, Will Brennan. They have like almost, I obviously can't say single handedly, but they the, at least Jose and Josh Naylor are the reasons why the offense has been clicking as much as it has. Andres Jimenez um, in the last thirty games is a one twenty seven WRC plus. Uh, Josh Bell has a one twenty WRC plus. Uh, yeah. He had a mammoth home run yesterday. What was that? Bell had a mammoth home run yesterday. Just yeah, just a behemoth like into the into the the water fountain. Yeah, Mandy Bell brought out the spring training uh, arrows to 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 show where the ball landed (laughs) to do that. Missed that. Yeah, it was a good it was a good tweet. It was a good tweet from Mandy. Appreciate those. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, um, all right. Since we are talking about these first place Gardos, um, I wanted to say, obviously we are, as I said, this will be out on the 30th. So it'll be the, the end of June. We are getting into July. Um, August 1st is the trade deadline. Um, 
being the team that's in first place, uh, there's some mix and match here that I could uh, that I could offer you. I wrote down options A, B, C, and D, but um, I won't go into all of them. What do you think the team is going to do uh, over this next month? Obviously, like I said, they are. Here are the facts that we know. The things that we know now. They're in first place, or at least tied for first place, going into June 30th. They don't have a 500 record. They are better at home than they are on the road, which is not to be uh, surprised. Um, They have some players that can be sold off, uh, i.e. nearing the end of team control nearing the end of you know, nearing free agency. You have, you know, Ahmed Rosario, this is his last season in Cleveland. Uh, Shane Bieber, year and a half left of control. Um, I did not look at the control levels for Cal Quantrill or Savale. Um, so, but these are guys that could be sold. If, if it, if uh, for, for pieces, parts, if they feel like this isn't a, a roster that has a chance, uh, there's also, uh, Guys that they can deal if they want to buy and go in for this year. Basically, yeah. any of the middle infield bats. Um, Gabriel Arias, Tyler Freeman, obviously selling off Ahmed Rosario if you feel like one of those guys could take over. Uh, the emergence of Juan Brito maybe doesn't make Brian Rocchio available, but you maybe have a, a couple more you, you have a little less pause if there's a big offer that comes up for Rokio. Uh, so here's what I'm going to ask you, since I've been talking for a while and giving you all of these things. Um, who would you who would you deal, who would you keep off of uh, this roster as of right now? Yeah, I mean, so the way I kind of look at it is – there are some strengths of the organization and some weaknesses of the organization. I think like pretty clear that like major league outfield, I mean, while it's not as bad as it had been in like, you know, two, three years ago, it still is a problem. They still need to deepen that. And so I think I, I almost think of it more in a matter of what do they have a surplus of? What do they have a Darth of? And so I think if I were the guardians for an office, I would, I would try to find a corner outfielder under team control for a while. And I would try to trade minor league starting pitching and middle infield, either minor leagues or Ahmed Rosario, because there are replacements there. Um, Yeah. So I think that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't think it's, they're really a buy or a sell team because they're still building, right? It's not like, they should go all in, but it's also not like they should sell their major league pieces that aren't, um, you know, at least on the roster next year. Like selling Ahmed Rosario makes complete sense. Right. Um, if you get something, you know, you're remotely interested in in return, like sure, go for it because we've got replacements built in. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I really don't think it's a situation where they're a traditional buyer or a traditional seller. Yeah, um, but they but they're going to look to improve the roster, um, and I think that involves targeting some sort of corner outfield thing. I haven't done I haven't done my digging. I haven't figured out who exactly that they should target. I'll I'll tease that for next week. I'll do a little research, um, yeah. but that's clearly the position of need. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I, if, they, if they trade Rokio, I mean, that's fine. If they trade Brito, fine. I mean, like if they trade Rosario, fine. Is it Brito or Brito? Might be Brito. Might be Brito. Haven't heard anyone say it. I haven't either. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I hear it one Brito, but I may be just interpreting that from yeah. whatever. I mostly read um, it. Yeah. I, it, I felt the same way when I heard whose name was it that I heard? Oh, this was years ago now, but I can't remember who it was. I always thought it was John Kenzie Noel until he was in the uh, the Futures game and learned it was Jan Kenzie Noel. Jan Kenzie. Uh, there's a couple of them where I've seen the like pronunciation guide. I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, wrong. like Isak Paredes. Yeah, yes, like Isaac, but Isak. Yes, yes. Isak Paredes. Um, there's a, there was somebody else that I was like, oh, I've I've never heard that name. Uh, I've only seen it spelled, so I've never I've never heard it uh, actually pronounced. Um, but Maybe anyway, yes, um, I'm, I agree with you. I feel like they, this organization does not usually let a opportunity to lengthen its window, pass it by. Um, and they rarely, they, they have a hard time, um, jumping at the bits that are going to, push all the chips in, if that makes sense. We saw that in 2016 happen, but I mean, that's the one time that they did it in the middle of the season. How much would a Sean Murphy trade have helped this team? Like pretty clearly a, a good amount. Matt Olson as well. Um, you know, you're not having to, the hope that Josh Bell gives you a 120 WRC plus because he's not playing first because Josh Naylor's doing better there. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I think if they get, if they get an offer for Beeper that they like, I think he's gone. If they get anything from Ed Rosario, because again, we heard another situation where the TV guys were, you know, barking at Ahmed and, and you know, I think Rick Manning later in the late in the game yesterday said uh, Wednesday said give Tyler Freeman a week's worth of shortstop starts, get Ahmed off the raw, get get Ahmed on the bench for a bit. So, um, who's to say? You know? Yeah, um, I mean, and, and trading Bieber like while I'm not like I don't think the team should absolutely push the Bieber trade necessarily, but like it kind of goes with what I'm saying, like. Starting pitching is a position of strength. Like Bieber has been their most consistent, reliable pitcher this year. And if um, he doesn't fetch what they're hoping for him to fetch, they absolutely shouldn't trade him. I'm not saying they should. But if they do get an offer that they like, like that is a position where they can fill that space if they need to. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. They, they, should, they can trade middle infield depth. They can trade pitching. Right. Yeah, I, I I think they, I think they'll make. I think the I do think they will make a move this uh, this month, leading into the the right around the trade deadline. Um, I don't see really feasibly how Ahmed lasts another two weeks. It, it seems like every every sign is pointing to there needing there being a change there. Um, but, I mean, you uh, won't hear any complaints from me. 
I no, mean, I can say we have been uh, we've been pro Ahmed Rosario as a person, but yeah. not pro uh, Ahmed Rosario as the starting starting shortstop of our team. Right. So um, we've been pro Ahmed Rosario friend Jose Ramirez. Yes. Um. That being said, uh, I, I do think that they. My worry with my worry with trading Bieber and or not trading Bieber, I, I should say, is that up until recently, his starts were becoming a little meh. And it felt as though his value was starting to wane. Um, these last two starts, he's had upwards of six plus Ks a, a start, I feel like. I can't remember 100%. I know he, I don't remember what he picked, how, how many he had today, but it was. A, a real big round number. Um, yeah, I think he had eight today in six innings, maybe, and walked one. He's he's up to over yeah. seven point two strikeouts per nine on the season now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oakland game he struck out seven, lost that one. Us oh, for that's the first week of the season. Uh, Milwaukee he gave up four runs, but he struck out eight. Um, Arizona struck out five. Gave up five runs. Like those starts were the ones where I'm like, is it is it happening? Are we losing this? Are we, you know, getting out on on what we what we have here with Bieber? But um, those high strikeout numbers are, are are good to see from him. Um, and I uh, my worry is that we're the team is losing some value by holding on to him longer. But um, Obviously, you know, if the yeah. trade's not there, trade's not there. I mean, would you say that if they don't trade him and then they win this division by one game? It depends on the return. Because anytime you, you – every start he makes is one less start that you're going to give somebody else, and that might tick down the prospect that you get for him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, you know, if he continues to pitch this well and, you know sure. – you know, maybe pitches has a couple good games in the postseason. I'm not sure how much that matters uh, in terms of value, but you know, who knows? I mean, like, I think this team is trying to make the playoffs, and I think they're trying to make the playoffs into the future. And if they get a, a trade that they like, like they should, they're gonna do it. But yeah. I, I also, I also think they really do value trying to win the division this year. Like, I think that is yes. I, I, they walk a fine line of present day and future future gazing yeah they're kind and, of they're kind of doing the bob meyer warriors bob yes meyer, bob meyer's warriors yes um yeah they, they never fully go out they never fully are all in right so it, they're winning now and later right uh, and so it, it's hard you know judging these things i personally i it, i'm not one to say like all right let's fold up shop we're we're under 500 and at the beginning of july we need to start you know getting out of it but there is some there are moves that need to be made um whether it be getting guys off the roster getting guys out of starting spots a bunch of things um one guy that does not to me need to be in a starting spot is miles straw um i it is the weirdest thing that he is not actively running um, Lada had a had a tweet today. He's had one stolen base since May 9th, 
19, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, let me find it. Sorry, I'm not vamping very well. Here we go. Since May 18th, I was very close, has not stolen a base since then. In that time, he's attempted just one stolen base and was uh, just now picked off. It was thrown out on the one attempt that he had made. Yeah. There is something that's happening with Miles Straw in running. There's something that happened with the entire team as they all have stopped running, trying to steal bases. But Miles Straw, especially, he's not hitting the ball with the authority that he needs. He can't. He can't make a 94 fastball, you know, work anymore. He he can't get the ball. He can't get the bat around it. If he's not getting on base, he's it's not helping. If he's not getting on base and stealing, then nothing's working. I, I don't, I don't know what we're what we're doing here and why this is continuing. But yeah, uh, I mean, he hasn't really had a ton of opportunities to prove his worth in center field either. And like, if you look at his defensive metrics on Fangraphs right now, they're very negative, and that's largely because he hasn't had many opportunities to make great plays and. There were a number of miscommunications between him and infielders to, be, to begin this year where they let very catchable balls drop and that tanked his numbers. Right. So like, when you talk about Miles Straw and a, a, as a defender, you know, you kind of have to watch video. You can't really look at these numbers to get the full scope. That said, yeah, I mean, I'm with everyone else. You just can't have a guy who is, you know, this lost – not lost, but he is this susceptible. He has this big of a weakness, which is, as you said, can't get around on fastballs at all. Uh, I just don't think you can get away with having a guy like that in the lineup when you're otherwise not, you know, the 95 Indians, as I think um, I think Zach Meisel said that exact thing. I think, he, um, yes, I, I guess I was listening to the Soviet Scott. I didn't mean said. to, but that's where it ended up going. Yeah, you're right. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was... Their their quote was, you had Omar, and Omar was amazing at defense, and he hit, you know, he hit whatever he hit in 95, but he was surrounded by guys that were hitting 40 home runs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have that here with Miles Straw, because that's just right. not the way the roster is constructed, and it's not working out the way that it needs to, so. It's, um, it's unfortunate. I like Miles Straw. I, um... You know, I enjoy watching him play baseball when he's playing it confidently, but that just something happens to them in these slumps where he just like loses something, some element of his game that's kind of ineffable. Um, but it's clear when you're watching it, it's just like this is not the same guy. Like all right. this guy can do is turn around a breaking ball. I don't know why anyone ever throws him anything besides fastballs. Right. Um, but yeah, I like the guy. I want him to, I, I would love to see him to succeed. Um, and maybe he succeeds in a fourth outfielder role when he's playing more like, you know, three times a week or something like that. But right. it's frustrating right now. The the worry is that even then, if he's pinch running and then playing center field for Gabe Arias and they move Brennan to right, like, is he actually going to run? That uh, You know, uh, it's... Because right now we have no reason to, to think that he actually is capable of stealing bases. He hasn't, yeah. he did only, only two attempts, one attempt and, you know, a, a pickoff. I, I just, it's, it doesn't seem to be happening there. So mm -hmm. I don't know if this is some sort of a organizational 
thrust or if it's a uh, a player pouting, possibly. I, I, I don't have literally just spouting out ideas because I have no clues. Ultimately, it's, this it's just weird. Stealing bases, I mean, it's only going to buy back so much of the negative value that, you know, running a 73 W. WRC plus cost you, right? They're not really flashing the leather like we've seen. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the the steals would be cool. It would make it more tolerable to watch for sure. But like, even with them, it's it, something's gonna change. Whether it's a trade or maybe George Valera gets hot. Um, who knows? I mean, maybe. Yeah, nope. Those are pretty much the only two options, unless Gabriel Arias turns it around, which. Lately, seems unlikely. He is not looking very capable, very confident in the batter's box himself. Right. But yeah, it just it's 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 hard it's it's hard right now because the the guys that you yeah that we the guys that are playing Ahmed Miles they're having such limited success. I mean Ahmed's doing much better than he was early on in the year. Um, and you can make the argument that they need to be replaced by some of these other guys, but Arius isn't, isn't doing anything right now. You know, are you, they seem to be for whatever reason, content with having Tyler Freeman play on Sundays. What are the, what are they, what does uh, TJ Zupe call them? Uh, the anti-Chick-fil-A. He only plays on Sundays at third base for Jose. So it's a good name. I, it I, is. I haven't heard him say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it just, yeah. there, there are weirdness things that are happening with the roster and, and I'd like to figure out what's going on, but I, we never will. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a weird feeling right now because it's like this team feels like it's underachieving pretty significantly, you know? Yeah. No one other than Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor are pitching, you know, or pitching or, or hitting well above uh, where we expected them to be. <clears throat> Jose Ramirez is probably about where we expect him to be, maybe same as Josh Naylor. No one's really crushing their expectations. Um, and a lot of people are disappointing. And yet, here we are in first place with a pretty mediocre record. Just hard yeah. to not feel. Yeah. Like, you want to be negative, but also like, they're in position to make the playoffs again. Right. They're in they're in first place. We we could do they could win a division. Who knows? You could get so. mad that they're disappointing, or you can like, you know, just like, hey, we're here. Let's try and make the best of this. There's still a young team. Um, there's still a lot that can go right. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's just like we are lucky to be in the AL Central, as annoying as it is to keep hearing yeah. about it over and over again. Uh, it's just lucky as fans that we get to enjoy relevant baseball, despite the fact that the Guardians aren't, you know, you know, you know exactly the murderers row Yankees. Right. Absolutely. Well, that feels as clean of a of an ending here for for me. How do you feel about uh, getting out on that? So. Yeah. No, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, you are you are hitting the the gravelly part of your uh, your mobsterness here. So yeah, no, I've been talking way too loud. My voice is completely gone. Yeah. So, uh, and luckily, my uh, my oldest 
woke up in the middle of the podcast and uh, came into the room. I don't know if you saw her or not. Oh, yeah. But I was, she was, I was, I was vamping about Francisco Lindor for some Very much appreciated that. But uh, she, she, I just told her, I'm like, just go, lay, just go lay down my bed. I'll be in a second. So, uh, cool. yeah. But we're going to get out of here and we are uh, going to hopefully next week uh, we will see, we'll see Chicago. And then Cleveland is not actually off until the All Star break. So, um, we will see where we are at next week. Might be a Wednesday uh, record. Might be a Thursday night. Who knows? But uh, we hope to have Ethan back next week as he gets done with some of the uh, the marriage responsibilities that he's doing and all those things, getting back into watching the game and feeling a little bit more comfortable talking about it. So, um, But, uh, Ethan, if you're listening, we miss you. And uh, for Mitch, for myself, for Mel, uh, we say – Guards, be safe. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. 